how about that cigar? How about that cigar? Oh, Kermit voice tonight. Nice. Uh, guys, welcome to How About That Cigar Live, episode number 85. 85, it's crazy, guys. Thank you so much, as always, for watching. If you're listening after the fact on the audio podcast on your favorite podcast channel, thank you guys so much for joining mm-hmm. us. Uh, we are live on Facebook. We are live on YouTube. Take just a second, if you would. Share us out to your favorite Facebook cigar group. Share us out to your feed. Let everybody know that we have gone live. Join in, as always, with questions and comments along the way. We will have them up on screen and share everybody's thoughts as we go into episode number 85. As always, guys, we come to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios, and we want to tell you about the announcement that they are now shipping both the Undercrown Shady 20 and Undercrown Dojo Dogma Maduro to Drew Estate Diplomat retailers nationwide. Both the Undercrown Shady 20 and Dojo Dogma Maduro share a powerhouse blend that is similar to the Undercrown Corona Viva. Both cigars feature a toothy Mexican San Andreas Maduro wrapper, spicy Connecticut stock cut Habano Mm, binder, and showcase the highest quality Nicaraguan and Brazilian fillers. Mm. The Shady 20 is a 5x50 box press bellicoso that is well aged and packs a punch while remaining smooth and sophisticated during the entire smoke. Mm. And the Dojo, and the, I can't talk, and the Dojo Dogma Maduro is unique within the Corvatolos of Undercrown Maduro as a 6x56 box-pressed Toro that is packaged in stunning 10-count boxes that also signifies the cigars are a limited edition release for 2020. For more info, please visit DrewEstate.com. Well, thank you got God, through that. Thank God I made it through that. That's a brand new read, so I'm like, I forgot how to say English words all of a sudden. So again, yeah, welcome. Episode number 85, How About That Cigar Live. Um, tell us uh, in the comments, as always, let us, guy, uh, let us know what you're smoking. Let us know what you're drinking while you are watching along with us here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I w- I'm okay talking about it. I think we so, got to talk. I mean... As always, we're going to talk about our teams. Um, I was lucky enough over this past weekend to... Uh, <clears throat> I went with my brothers to watch the Packers play the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium. Uh, it was a great game to be at live. Uh, two of us, out of my brothers and I, two of us are Green Bay Packer fans. Uh, one of us is a Colts fan. And uh, we had a great time at the game. It was an awesome game to see. Super close, tight scoring game. A lot of action. We had overtime, the whole bit. Sadly, my Green Bay Packers did not win, but... It was still a great experience being in the stadium again. Uh, a little bit weird, only like 12, 14,000 people there. Uh, pretty quiet for what you normally hear at an NFL game. But uh, absolute blast, you know, being in the stadium again, uh, seeing the Packers live. Uh, great football game, tons of action. Uh, and I loved it. And the Vikings played a game as well, I think. The, uh, did they play a game? Yeah, they did. Well, here- they, they, and here's the yeah. here's the thing about they. I mean, it is so frustrating to be a Minnesota Vikings fan. <laughs> um, they made um, like so many highlight reels, yeah, for so many great catches and plays, and yeah. uh, and still lost. Yeah, twenty eight thirty one to the division leading three and. Oh yeah, Dallas Cowboys. It was, and honestly, I I didn't 
I didn't see the game because I was uh, at at the game, the Packers game, what it was going on. But when I saw the highlights later on on YouTube, the the Vikings played so well, and yet they still came away with a loss. C- mm-hmm. Cousins, Kirk Cousins had a great game. Dalvin Cook had another killer game. A near perfect quarterback rating from yeah. Kirk Cousins, uh, one fifty two, yeah. which is, I mean. Ridiculous. Delvin Cook is is a monster. Adam Thielen. That dude is sick. Yeah. He's he's legit. He is so good. I mean, if you didn't already know Adam Thielen was legit, give me a break. Yeah. The game he had yesterday or a couple days ago was incredible. It was. I mean, it was a sad loss for the Vikings, but, yep. but they played, you know, I, I there is no such thing as a moral victory, but they really did. It, it, if anything, mm-hmm. it it shows the fact that they are their talent doesn't ref- their record doesn't reflect their talent. Correct. I think. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and for both of our teams, and you know, and I would say that you know, similarly with the Packers and the Vikings, uh, defense is is where the the biggest holes are. And, oh, big time. Yeah. And and for for the Packers, I mean, you can't turn the ball over four times no. in a game and expect to win. I mean, we. And and the, the killer, I mean, overtime, first possession in overtime, we get the ball. Oh my gosh, that we win fumble. the we win the toss in overtime, and Scantling catches his pass, beautiful coming across the middle, catches his pass, takes two steps, bam, pops it right out. Yep, just you can't. And that was a good pop. Can't do that. Um, they they their de- the Colts defense is super legit. Yeah, I mean, just really really good two really good games to watch yeah. and i was fortunate to be able to watch both games and um you know as a minnesota vikings fan there's this you know uh, you know it, it's a fun border battle yeah um and i am unconventional in that i i will root for the packers if you know we're not playing them obviously you know if the vikings yeah. aren't paying and i was rooting for them uh aaron Rodgers is just always fun to watch and uh, it was sad to to see it kind of go down that way. Yeah. Just turnovers. I mean, yeah, that's that's what you know. That's why we watch. That's why they play the games because you never know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's uh, let's get into it tonight, guys. Let's get to our special guests. And as always, well, and here, real real quick, oh, yeah, sorry before it. we do the the read. Um, uh, one of our guys is a, a Dallas Cowboys fan, so I have I have a feeling that. We're gonna get into some. Uh, we're gonna get into some talk. Absolutely. He and I were talking during this game, and uh, it was a good time. Yeah. So we'll let's. Uh, yeah. This. Let's get into our special guest segment. As always, special guests on How About That Cigar Live are brought to you by Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store. Corona Cigar Company offers you the finest handmade cigars, humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz, believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and CoronaCigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com 
and floridasungrown.com. Boom. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, welcome to How About That Cigar Live, episode number 85 from Divine Leaf Tobacco Company. Please welcome Orlando and Ralphie. Gentlemen, welcome. Hey, hey, I want to say this before we start this thing. Dog, we're going to get you to do our voiceover on our commercial because you sound like awesome. <laughs> well, I, the first time I, I appreciate that. that. The, fir- the second read was way better than the first. That's the first time I ever read that first first commercial copy. So I, I stumbled like crazy on that one. Yeah. So Orlando and I, we uh, during that Vikings Cowboys game, he kept calling me and saying, "Y'all gotta start playing." So no, that we I, can get that number I, one pick. I asked him what the hell is wrong with his team. Why he ain't blowing my team out? <laughs> That's what I asked him. He did. I, I said, I said, man, I need you to tell second cousins to play like first cousins. Because <laughs> <laughs> t- he said, man, we're a second half team. I said, okay. I said, dog. So he got the lead. And I was like, yes. And right. then I, and then all of a sudden, I see. He texts me these all these mad emojis, and I looked. I said, "God, dog, they y'all killing me, man! Y'all killing me! I need the NFC lease. I don't not. I do not want my team to win the NFC lease. I don't. I just don't. I can't. I mean, I've been a Cowboy fan since I was like five, man. I mean, I'm like, come on, man. I need y'all to lose. It's the first thing they see and never evolve from there, right? Hey, 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 hey! Don't start. Don't start. Don't Ralph, start. Ralph, who's your team? Uh, I'm a Pittsburgh guy. You're a Steeler fan. Oh yeah, yeah. that must and be it, rough right now. <laughs> man, we don't even, we don't even have these conversations. We don't even talk about football. We talk about who everything else. Who at the beginning of the year had Steelers at ten and zero? Nobody. They were trying to find Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Nobody. Hey, I got a question. So I seen you and your brothers. How do y'all two of y'all Green Bay fan and one of y'all Indianapolis fan? How did that work? A house right. divided. So we <laughs> we we were we were all born and raised in Indiana, and okay. uh, about the time that uh, right right after high school, uh, our oldest brother went into the Marine Corps, and the other two of us moved to uh, Wisconsin mm. and lived there for a long time, and then um, he moved back to. One of them moved back to Indiana, uh, but stayed a Packers fan. I moved to Minnesota and stayed a Packers fan. As you the, should. Because <laughs> by the time the by the time the Colts moved to Indianapolis, you know, I was already I don't know I was I was already fourteen by the time the Colts and that was nineteen eighty four, and and from Baltimore, uh, right? From Baltimore, yeah. yeah. And uh, so I I really didn't follow you know football back then. I watched some Cincinnati Bengals games because we were kind of on that side of Indiana, close to Cincinnati, but uh, I wasn't really a, a big fan of anybody. And then I got to Wisconsin, man. Seriously, I, I it was like, as soon as you move to Wisconsin, you get a Wisconsin driver's license and they hand you a cheese hat and, and a Favre jersey. And, well, Favre wasn't the quarterback at the time, but you, they hand you a cheese hat and like, here you go, welcome to Wisconsin. Mm, that's awesome. All right, so um, I just want to start with kind of introducing you guys. And, and, um, you know, Orlando and I uh, got connected 
through some mutual friends on Facebook. And I started learning a little bit more about what he was doing. Um, he sent me some cigars. They were fantastic. And, you know, I talked to Matt and was like, we got to have these guys on the show. I like what they're, you know, what they're doing, what they're about. And, um, and you know, it's been a joy getting to know Orlando. And, um, you know, we've, we've become fast friends and we're like family. And yep. it, it's, uh, it's a beautiful story. So can you tell us a little bit about how this divine leaf came to be? Okay, so about five years ago, I wanted to get in the cigar industry. Well, not really wanted to get in the cigar industry. I was thinking about it. So I went to Nicaragua. Uh, I started a club called the Cigar Whores because I smoke a lot of cigars. So I just, the only thing I could think of was that I'm a cigar whore. So um, I started a club about three or four years ago, and then people started joining in. It wasn't really for people to join. It was just for me having fun, and then people started joining and then a couple of guys from Nicaragua joined on to, on to them. We be, we became friends and talking back and forward. And I was so happy going to Nicaragua on a missions trips. I was I was I was forming a mission trip. I was bringing in dentists to help elderly people in Nicaragua. So I ordered probably about three thousand cigars from the guy because I was just playing around with some blends. I wanted you know I, I smoked for myself. So I fly into Nicaragua. I was there for fifteen days, um, and in the process. I brought stuff for their wives because I was like, you know, I might want to be in the business and I might not be. So I just want to, you know, try to get in, you know, do what I needed to do. So I bought their wives Mac makeup and all that other stuff. So, and then as I was, as we got to the hotel, we did all our mission work and we was on a break and I was like, I'm going to go to the cigar factory. And I brought 15 doctors with me to the cigar factory and they bought out the whole factory. They bought everything he made. And I was trying to pay for my cigars and his wife comes out and says, something in Spanish to him. And he says, Orlando, your money's no good here, but I don't do business like that because I know this is how you feed your family. So as I walked back into his office, I stuck the money underneath, <laughs> underneath his mat, <laughs> underneath the mat on his desk. And I knew if I told him it was there, he was going to come back, give it to me at the hotel. So I wait till I got all the way back to the United States. And I waited yeah. like two weeks. I waited like two weeks later. And um, I called him and I was like, yo, Jay, man, I left you a present, man. I'd like to thank you so much. And I wish I wouldn't have left the exact amount that I owed him because what he told me next was ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he says, what did I tell you? He says, your money's no good here. He said, I know how much I charged you and you left the exact amount. Now, next time you come here and I tell you your money's no good here, you better not leave a dime. <laughs> and, we've been, and we've been family ever since. So... <laughs> And so he, he said, he says, yo, man, you should be in the cigar business because your blends are good and what you're doing. And so I was like, nah, not really. So one night I was sitting on the couch and I was watching American Gangster. And the mm -hmm. scene when he says, um, yo, man, we could be that direct connect. We're going to go to when they got on the on the muse yep. and, they, and they went down there to to pick up the poppy seeds and all that. And I was sitting there and it just hit me in my brain. I was like, I'm the direct connect. Let's get this thing cracking. So for about two years, I um, I just was making cigars. I wasn't putting labels on them or anything. I was just practicing on the blend. And that second year, I met Ralph. And Ralph was trying to be my business partner, but I didn't really know Ralph like that. So I was like, uh, 
whatever. Uh, <laughs> and then I did. You ask him once he once he get on here, he'll tell you. And and, and oh, I was okay. like, uh, yeah. He's like, I was like, uh, whatever. And so um, we just, I just kept on blending. I just, I, I just kept selling out of cigars. I mean, I sold out. I mean. I said, and then, you know, probably about the third year, I asked my guy, I said, man, I wish I knew how many cigars I sold. He said, in the last three years, you sold 250,000 cigars. He said, if you had a label, you'd be a millionaire. That's what he told me. <laughs> and so and so we started labeling the cigars when Ralph became my partner. And uh, we started labeling cigars and Ralph started blending cigars. And, you know, we talked about how we was going to do this thing. Uh, you know, our method is small. My grandfather was a farmer. He used to say boots, but well, he still says he ain't dead yet. He says, uh, you know, dirt on your boots, that means you invested as a farmer. You know, that means you're really doing work. So we use small farms, small farmers and fa- small factories to keep our, our level of quality consistent and good. Yeah. You know, um, I think that's so important in the industry because I think the industry is old fashioned now. What I call I call it outdated. That's what I call it. I call it outdated because people are selling names now. They're not making good cigars anymore. Some people are, but some people not. They're just putting labels on cigars and they're selling them to you and they calling it premium. And that's not us. Us, we want to make sure our quality is excellent every time we smoke a cigar. Me and Ralph smoke every cigar that you smoke. Like we'll smoke every cigar before we put our label on it. If it don't meet the standard, we're not we're not putting it out and then some you're right and then some and we don't put it out uh i think quality is the most important thing to me and price point is really important to us we want to make sure our cigar is affordable and people can put their hands on it and smoke it i think that's the most important thing to us you know so I'll let, go ahead what was the what was the first year that you started that, that you started putting those blends together and then after that what was the first year that you actually created the brand name divine leaf and 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 kind of officially generated it as a business okay so it was oh, see, 2020 so three years ago okay. well four years ago now four years ago now so that was 2017 17 18 19 20 21 yes yeah, 2017 late, yeah yeah late 17 and so divine leaf came about so my bishop used to say, you know, this is so divine. And I was like, and then uh, C.S. Lewis called it the divine leaf. Mm-hmm. So, and when he used to say that, I was like, yeah, we're going to be the divine leaf tobacco company. And so I took the name, patented it, you know, and then turned it into an LLC. And now we're the divine leaf cigar company. Because C.S. Lewis, I'm a big fan of C.S. Lewis. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We got a good uh, viewer question from oh, yeah. one of our friends, Scott. Says, uh, "Hey, the Divine Leaf boys, how would you describe the flavor profile of your cigars? Which ones? <laughs> L- yeah, look, which ones? So you got <laughs> obviously there's a, there's a lot of different blends. So let's yeah, let's run let, through. Let's start, for example, the ones Garrett and I fired up that we're smoking right now. Oh, oh, oh that's the that's the stumbling bear. I let Ralph take over there. That's his cigar. He he created that monster. <laughs> yeah." So, uh, Stumbling Bear pays homage to uh, family members on the tribe. Uh, you know, we come from the Stumbling Bear family. And I was just like, you know, I want something different. Taste-wise familiar, you know, you get a nice medium, medium full. Mm-hmm. But I want something cosmetically 
out of the ordinary. So this just stand out, you know, as well pays homage. So that that outer wrapper you see there, that's supposed to mimic the headdress of Native Americans. You know. And so we did a first blend, it was just way too strong. (laughs) Yes. Everybody who smoked it. It, it was just like it, it floored them. It was like, okay, this is way too strong. So we had to call the factory. Hey guys, we said a medium full. You got to lighten it up a little bit because right now it's just strength for the sake of strength, and there's no enjoyment. <laughs> it was crazy. I mean, it had this huge shaggy foot on it, and we're like, oh, we wanted the rope around there because it's supposed to be that headdress. It, it took a lot of tweaking, but we finally got it down. Uh, so. If you like a medium, medium full, Stumbling Bear is right up your alley. Nice, slow smoke. And where is uh, the Stumbling Bear people? We're, we're in the Dakotas. Okay. Are you uh, part of uh, the Lakota family? Uh, yeah. Uh, my grandparents, great-grandparents, and even my folks, uh, born on the reservation, uh, Spirit Lake. They left the reservation uh, before I was born. But we would go there every summer between the school years, and I'd just go to school off the reservation and spend my summers there. And that's when I got to learn about, you know, my family having history in tobacco. And that was a big drive of me getting into the tobacco game was going back to the family roots. Absolutely. And uh, tell us about these big, beautiful ring (laughs) gauge. Oh, that's all me right there. So, look, okay, I'm going to tell you about – so. The kinetic, I'm so I'm sorry. My boys, uh, you know, we got a group of buddies that we smoke with all the time. You know, the league. I say shout out to the league. Um, and uh, they call it the transnetiquet. They said that it's, it's, it's light like a woman on the outside, but it's dark and it's a man on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so how the cigar how the cigar came about, I don't smoke Connecticut's. And me and Ralph was sitting in the garage. And uh, Ralph had a joke. Ralph said, I bet you won't make a full body Connecticut. And I said, I bet you I will. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, it it came about as a joke because I don't smoke Connecticut at all, you know. And he was like, I bet you won't make a full body Connecticut. I said, okay, watch this. So it's a slow release. It goes to medium to full to full, full. Mm -hmm. And and it'll slap you. Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's definitely uh, Ecuadorian Connecticut. It's, it's a beautiful thing, man. That thing is good. That's one of that's one of my favorite cigars. And everybody who smoked it said that's one of their favorite cigars. Um, All right. So the old heads will uh, recognize this this reference. If you remember Hacksaw Jim Duggins, yes, and how he used to just do that arm bar. Oh, yes, <laughs> that's what that Connecticut did to me. <laughs> Hey, hey, I'm not going to even laugh, so check it out. So the first time I smoked it, I called Ralph. (laughs) I called Ralph and I said, God damn, Ralph, this thing just slapped the hell out of me. answered the phone from his call. And it it was pretty late in the evening. He calls me, and he's half dizzy because he smoked the whole damn thing. (laughs) Hey, Ralph. (laughs) <laughs> you gotta pick up the cigars at 9 a.m. I'm like, all right, I got it. We'll be there to pick up the cigars at 9. No, 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 you're not understanding. 
we need to be there at nine, not nine on one, nine. I'm like, okay, I got it. Hey man, set a reminder, nine o'clock on the dot. We have to pick up the cigars. <laughs> so I go and I pick him up. And I'm like, come on, let's pick up these cigars. And it's like, no, I walk maybe out on my 10 nine. So I walk out of my balcony. I said, what the hell Ralph doing here at nine o'clock at my goddamn house? And Ralph was like, I said, Ralph, why you, what you here so early for? He was like, told me to be here at nine o'clock. I said, no, I didn't. <laughs> that's how, that's how bad I was messed up. <laughs> you were cigar drunk. I was cigar drunk. I mean, it was, I, it, it was so good though. Like it's smooth and it doesn't hit you until later. Yeah. Like, it's a slow release, and it just—I you know, mean—you just keep smoking it and smoking it and smoking. All of a sudden, you try to get up, you're like, "Oh, what the hell?" <laughs> this, this speaks to the misnomer that dark cigars are strong and Connecticut's are light. And I and I and I love the juxtaposition of that Connecticut and the strength that it has. Not only in in it's obviously it's got a lot of nicotine in there. It's one of the most heavy nicotine cigars I've had this year. Um, but in flavor, it is full and delicious. It's not one of those super dark, um, strong cigars that are just, you know, where it gets bitter and gross and really heavy. They're great full flavors. Mm-hmm. And then uh, in this well, you, this darker. Oh, that's what I'm smoking. Now. That's that's the Oscuro Habano. I'm oh, smoking nice. that right now. So nice. this right here is one of my favorite sticks. Boy, I love this stick. I'll be. Look, I'm going to tell y'all a story. So we sold out in three weeks. So we sold probably about 8,000 cigars, 5,000 cigars in three weeks. So we get together and have gatherings. So, you know, our people come over, we hang out, and somebody pulled this cigar out their bag. I said, hey, man, let me get one of them cigars. He said, hell no, you got $35? I said, I said, what you say? He said, you got $35. I said, Dude, you gonna sell me my cigar for thirty five dollars? He said, "Yeah." He said, "Because that's how good it is, and I'm not finna give it to you." And he didn't <laughs> give it to me. I was so upset that night. I was mad. <laughs> but the Escudo Habano, man, it's something. You know, we use a lot of different wrappers that not normally used in cigars. Yeah. You know that that like people like not on the mainstream, so we try to stay away from that as much as possible because all our cigars have unique taste, have unique flavor. And those small forms, they classified as A plus rappers. So that sounded like I was like Eminem or something, A plus rappers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, that's what we use on all our sticks. And uh, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's working out for us, man. We just try to stay, we just trying to be different, man. We love to be different, man. You know, you know, like I tell yeah, Ralph all the time. I'm too different, though. Freaking. Uh, I oh, tell them, Ralph, don't start. 99 are bad, but one of them is good. They're going to remember the one. So I'm going to throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 y'all don't got to sit through these meetings with him when he be talking that craziness. <laughs> and then and then our guy, I, so one another friend of ours, his name is Ben. Ben is his cheerleader. He always has something to say. Ralph, that's great. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> like, I'm the realest of the group. I'm going to tell him that does not make any sense, Ralph. No one's buying that. You know. <laughs> oh, but they are. <laughs> or and they I, will. 
And I said that uh, I said that about the Raven, and I was wrong. Um, <laughs> oh man, that's the that's the OG two Perfecto black and silver label. Uh, Maduro, San Andreas Maduro, man, that right there is delicious. Mm, 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 mm. Beautiful, like a, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a pretty girl you want to take to the prom. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty. And uh, this next cigar. So when Orlando sent me the first pack of cigars that I got, yep, yep. The yep. very first thing I did was look and say, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> mm. I took a picture. I sent it to him, and he immediately called me. Okay, so I'm just going to show you this. Looks like a normal cigar. Normal cigar. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. What's what's that? Is that a nipple? What <laughs> the hell is going on here? So, okay, let me tell you about this cigar. <laughs> so, that, so, Ralph is crazy. That's all I want to tell y'all. Mm-hmm. Ralph has some of the Ralph has some of the strangest ideas in life. Like I, I look at him, and I was like, "Dude, nobody's buying that mess. What are you talking about? Like, no one's doing that, Ralph. You're gonna we're gonna be out of business before we even get there because you <laughs> making up stuff, you know." So that cigar came from the mind of that lunatic in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we sitting in the garage. He's like, "Man, we should put a cigar." inside a cigar and i was like and i'm looking at him i said ralph are you drinking water are you drinking cognac with me what are you doing he says (laughs) he says no dog a cigar inside a cigar is gonna be beautiful and i was like no it's not i don't even (laughs) think they could do that it's not even possible i'm like just call the factory just call them tell them to make it hey listen 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 y'all it's one o'clock in the morning in america <laughs> he says, "Call the factory at one o'clock in the morning in America." I was like, "Okay, cool, whatever." I pick up the phone. My boy says, "Anytime you call me like this, Orlando, you have a crazy idea." <laughs> that's, what he, that's what he says. <laughs> you know, I was like, "I was like, it's not me, Jay. It's not me, Jay. It's oh, it's that boy Ralph. That's who it is." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, it is." I said, "Ralph, want to ask you something?" He says, "What did he want?" I said, "He want to know can you put a cigar inside a cigar?" He says, oh, that's nothing. And then he hung up the phone on me. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't say bye. He just hung up the phone. And then he says, and so he calls me the next day, and he shows me a picture of this. And I was like, (laughs) it's like, what it tastes like? He says, you doubt me? And then (laughs) nothing. Like, like I was like, I was just asking questions, man. I don't know why he gets so like hyped up when I ask him questions. And I was like, I'm just asking you a question. You doubt me? Then he goes down to his family lineage. So he says, you doubt me? My father rolled for Castro. My mother rolled for Castro. I am a, I've been rolling cigars since I'm six years old. And I'm like, hey, man, calm down. I'm just asking a question. <laughs> he, he says, it's great. And I was like, okay, well, all right, yeah. Ralph, what you gonna name that cigar? <laughs> left it alone after that. <laughs> yeah, craziness, man. So after the conversation I had with Orlando about uh and uh remind me what is the name of that cigar? That cigar is That's called the Raven. The Raven. Yeah. 
Yeah. So after we don't worry about it. They, mis- they mislabeled at the factory. That's don't worry about it. It's, that won't happen again. I know you see the OG two label over there. Yeah. Don't worry about it. It's pretty though. It is. <laughs> yeah. So I talked I to Orlando and um, we talk about the Raven and some of the other things. And I'm hanging up with him and I'm like, what did I just get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> this is when I started to see the crazy and, and I was like I don't know you know and to be honest with everybody there's a lot of boutique brands out there a lot of small brands out there that yeah. that we talk to we meet we get cigars and not all of them are up to snuff to be honest and um, and the fact that these guys are on the show will let you know that we're advocating for them that that not only are they good people, but they put out a good product that we're proud to have on this show. Because um, the last thing we want is for any of our viewers or listeners to go out, purchase any of these cigars, and say these guys are are trying to sell a shit. And that's not what we're about at all. Hey, I say this all the time. I say this all the time. You buy cigars and you don't like it, you can call me on my cell phone. I'll give you my number right now. Eric O281-782. 5887. If you don't like my cigars, I buy you something you like. You're a bunch, of, bunch of dick pics. <laughs> just <laughs> <so> <laughs> Hey, yeah, hey, don't send me Hey, you see how he reacted up? You see how slick he is? I keep on telling you. That's fine. Like I said, I'll buy you something that you like. If you don't like our cigars, I stand behind my product like that. And it's that good. I don't say it's that good. Everybody else says it's that good. So, you know, I'll tell you when when Garrett first showed me uh, what about a month ago or so when you first sent the cigars to Garrett and and he showed me the cigars. I looked at this cigar and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't worry about it. Everybody said the same thing. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I was like, are are you are you kidding me? What 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 is this? Is 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 I was like, where's the camera? There's gotta be a hidden <laughs> camera somewhere looking just to get my reaction to make a, a meme out of it or something. But then and I haven't I haven't smoked it yet, but Garrett sat right next to me while we were I, I think we were just watching movies or something. He sat right next to me and smoked this cigar. Yep. And you would think, okay, look, there's this there's this box press, you know, cigar with a little s- s- you know, thin ring gauge cigar inside of it. Now I think I'm thinking this cigar is not going to burn well. It's mm-hmm. going to be a, it's going to be just a, a big, big mess. And it burned perfectly the whole time. Yep. And it's and the and the smoke wafting over from him smelled great the whole time. So there's no, you know, it's is it weird? Yeah, it's weird. But is that's it a, did it smoke properly and did it smell good? Yes, it did. Yeah, that's a hell of a cigar. I'm not going to even even act like it. That is a hell of a cigar. I mean. Even when when it came to me at first, I was like, "Man, this is bullshit. This shit ain't gonna work out." And <laughs> I look, 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 look. I'm gonna tell you this. Ralph has told me this all the time. He says, "Orlando, we don't make cigars for you." That's what he tells me all the time. And I'll be like, "I ain't, I ain't nobody like this bullshit." And because because I I don't like everything we make. I can tell you that now. But I, <laughs> yeah, Jeffrey chiming in. Um, and, you know, so I got to say that that was, I think, the first cigar I had from you guys. And I was impressed. And like Matt said, I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to smoke right. I don't know, you know. Um, but 
it did. It smoked perfectly. Um, the the roll job on all of these cigars is fantastic. Um, on this, you know, uh, on this cigar, it has yeah, the stomach bath. It has such a big shaggy foot. It has the biggest shaggy foot of any cigar that I've had. I, I was always worried about lighting it that you know I was going to get all jacked up. I haven't touched this cigar once, and it is a razor sharp burn. Right, we always say one of our logos is that divine leaf. We got the ash because all our cigars got nice ash. Mm-hmm. Look at that ash! Look at that ash! So. <laughs> One of the things that we like to learn about, because um, for for a lot of cigar nerds who have had chances to go uh, to Central America and and see visit cigar factories and different cigar factories in different countries and stuff like that, it's really cool to see how so much of the process from factory to factory, you know, m- most of it's the same, but there are little kind of cool differences from one factory to another that that set them apart. What what were some of the things that kind of because there's I'm sure you had a lot of factories to choose from and a lot of different relationships you could work with. But what what made you decide on on uh, on, you know, these these people that you're working with to have your cigars made there? Well, in Nicaragua, we own the factory. Me oh, and Ralph okay. own the factory. Yeah. OK, so, so we're shop. yeah, we do our own stuff. So and then our boy Jay is our head master roller. And we have we have four pair of rollers and they I mean, we do anybody else's cigar who wants us to do it. But uh, mainly they roll our cigars, man, because we sell so many cigars right now. Like it's really been amazing. And like I say all the time, I like to thank everybody who's buying our cigars, who's promoting our cigars, who's posting our cigars. I really appreciate it. And like I tell them all the time, you know, I love all of y'all. If y'all ever in my city, if you ever in Fresno, California. And you near me, all you gotta do is hit me up, and you come smoke with us, you know. Yeah. And, I, you know and I mean it. <laughs> as I was saying, you know, a lot of it is just appreciation for the customer. Uh, you know, Fresno, Clovis—they're right next to each other, city-wise. I'm out here in Clovis, so if you're in Clovis, hit me up. Uh, I'm at Cigars Ltd in Clovis. Come into the shop. I'm working here sit down, have a cigar with us. If I'm not at the shop, I'm at Orlando's house. It's like maybe a five minute drive. So there it is there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. And, and our, and our cigar horror club, we have probably about 200 faithful members in, in Fresno and we smoke with our members all the time. I mean, I think it's something that people got to, I think cigar industries have got away from a lot of customer service and being interacting with the customer, I think that things make us different because it doesn't matter how high we get or how much our company gets bigger, we're going to always do this because we love it. It's something that we love to do. We love to interact with clients and customers and all that because that lets you know if your cigar is good or not because they'll tell you, that cigar nasty as hell. You'll be like, oh, I'm going to throw that in the trash can. But, yeah. you know, but, yeah, but I think... We had that happen a few times. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we have. Mm-hmm. Our first mm-hmm. crack out of Connecticut, it was just crummy. It was garbage. Uh, it was terrible. It was, oh, my goodness. It was a tasting party. No one liked it. We didn't like it. It was just, we told the guys, don't worry about it. We're not going to sell it, but thanks for the opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, and Orlando has always, you know, asked for my honest opinion on stuff. Um, 
So we've got one more cigar here that, that you guys sent us. Oh, man, let me tell you something. So I'll tell you a story about this cigar. So Ricardo Blanco, uh, my boy Rick, started that company. Rick saw what we were doing, and we merged, we, we, we merged as a partnership because his cigar is so good. Like, we, like, for real, like, we don't really mess with anybody else's cigar who's making cigars, to be honest, because our standard is so high. I mean, you know, and what he's doing with that cigar, man, that cigar special, man. That's a nice cigar. It's not it's not a full body. It's medium to mild. But the flavors inside of that cigar is good. You can ask Ralph. Ralph will tell you. Oh, it's if damn I don't like, Hey, if I don't like a cigar, I don't give a damn who in the room. I won't smoke it. I'll put it right in the ashtray. <laughs> he's laughing because we, we were some other places and we had some big time. We had some big time folks in the I won't mention no names. We had some big time folks in the building with us and they were doing a tasting and I lit up a cigar and I just flicked it in the ashtray and I was like, man, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know that you guys are doing so you've got your own stuff. Um, you're doing stuff with Rick. Um, can you talk a little bit about the you know the cigar of the month thing that that uh, you're gonna be launching? Also We've had a couple people asking where they can get cigars. We'll we'll do another uh, follow up on that at the end of the show. But if you can just uh, let us know, kind of where the business okay. is going. So December eighteenth. So these, I'll talk about this. December nineteenth before the eighteenth, we have a pre launch party. We have an online party because COVID nineteen won't let us party. So we're gonna have an online party. You can look it up on Cigar Horse. If you're not a member of Cigar Horse. Cause it's a private club, just friend Orlando G on Facebook and I'll let you into the party. Um, so December 19th, we're having a pre-launch party and all that good stuff. But these um, December 20th, our website will launch. We probably have the best cigar club that you're going to ever join. I'm going to tell you this. Now you get eight premium cigars for $55 a month. And the first 100 people that join our cigar club on December 20th, we're going to give you a custom ashtray that's custom. It's going to be limited. It's going to be only 100 people. It's going to be a limited custom ashtray, something that me and Ralph have and because we got so many ashtrays. We got ashtrays like crazy. I'm going to send you guys ashtrays. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's well, really great is uh, with the ashtray. We partnered up with the little uh, local woodworker here, and he makes our ashtrays for us. So he, we get to pick the wood and everything, and he's got incredible skill on engraving. So when we say it's a custom ashtray, these are one-of-a-kind things. They're going to be numbered one through 100. Each one's going to have a different design, cigar bands, divine leaf. Certain people are going to get their last names on there, stuff like that. And that's going to be included with the club. You get this ashtray as a thank you for supporting us, loving us, smoking our cigars. Yeah. And that's, that's Ralph's idea. I don't like giving nothing away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. Hey, y'all be y'all better be glad that, you know, Ralph is my business partner because I don't give nothing away. Everything got a price. <laughs> Ralph was like, no, we got to give something to the people. So I was like, man, whatever. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so Ralph, Ralph got y'all free ashtrays for the first hundred people, you know. <laughs> and then on our website, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have exclusive box drops, you know, from small uh, boutique cigars that people never heard of because you know we get we get samples sent to us from all over the world because I've been to Cuba, 
I've been to Dominican, I've been to Honduras, I've been to Costa Rica, I've been to Nicaragua, and everybody has their own blends in those places. Oh, I'm going to plug somebody right now because I'm going I'm to I'm say this right now. I don't smoke Candela cigars. Ralph is my witness. <laughs> so a guy from Puerto Rico named Willie Cigars. Let me tell you something, y'all. Willie Best Cigars. Damn Candela in the world. Best damn Candela in the world. I don't smoke Candela cigars, but I smoke his. It's, it's, it don't taste grassy. It don't taste none of that. I'm talking about it's beautiful. So he's one of our partners. We'll sell his, we'll have his, he will have exclusive boxes from him of Candela cigars and his special blend on our box, on our, on our website. Um, we'll have a lot of exclusive things going on with different, with different people at the time. And, um, so, you know, it's going to be definitely, definitely something beautiful. Uh, our, our cigar, I mean, our cigar website will be different than anything you see. It's going to be really nice. I just, I just got a text message that I need more light. I'm going to stand right here in front of the light because y'all can see me. All that's going to do is make it worse, I know. Uh, <laughs> um, but, I mean, our website is very different. It's going to be very interactive. People are going to be able to get on there. We're going to have a fan page. We're doing a contest. Who, has the, who, who makes the greatest uh, fan page video or memes or whatever else you get? You get some free gifts. That's that. That's Ralph again, giving away free stuff. Uh, <laughs> that that ain't me. That ain't me. That's not me, y'all. That's not me giving away nothing free. Orlando don't give away anything free. Y'all remember that. But <laughs> what, Ralph, what is that website? Uh, it uh, uh, the website is the Divine Leaf Tobacco Company dot com. It'll be up December December twentieth. Yeah. Yeah, and then when he mentioned the club, how it's going to be out of the ordinary. So you're getting it direct from us every three months. There's going to be a surprise in there. See? I don't want to give it away. Surprise. There you go giving away stuff but, again. <laughs> yeah. It, it's going to be something that they'll appreciate. Uh, you know, and that, that's for every member of the group, not just the first 100. Those guys get the free ashtray. But every member of our Cigar of the Month Club on your three-month mark, so three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen, so on and so on, as long as you're with us, we had a surprise on that third month. That means that means that means it's free. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a we got a question from uh, another question from Scott. Uh, how okay, often Scott, what's travel, up, Scott? How often do you travel down to Nicaragua? Well, usually I go probably like four times a year. Because I love Nicaragua, the weather's beautiful, the people are great, yeah, and and it's cheap to fly there, man. I stayed 15 days. I think I spent like 800 dollars. Yeah, and that includes meals. You know, that don't include the cigars. That includes meals. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, Scott, I, I, we, we were talking about doing some divine leaf trips to Nicaragua. Uh, once we get them all together, I will let y'all know. So. I can take these two bozos right here with me on 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 the on the cast. They can come with me and have a great time because I think we can have a great time together. So Hell yeah. you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Right now, nothing's come of it, and COVID really ha- hampered the deal. But yeah, I like to go to Asia to see what they're doing with the cigar game. Mm-hmm. And you know, Indonesia's got some nice uh, leaves. That Sumatra leaf is is tasty to me. It is. So I'm like, I want to see the source of that. Hopefully we can start incorporating some Asian tobaccos into our blends. You know what I'm talking about all this, all this tomfoolery. You see what I'm talking about? <laughs> you see what I'm talking about? 
He always listen, listen to me, y'all. Every time we have a meeting, he's always off the hook. Because he's always something. I'm gonna tell y'all something what he told me the other day. He said, Yo, man, we need to make a dinosaur cigar. All I don't right. know, I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means, but no, I like- no, 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 like a Tyrannosaurus Rex cigar. A, a cigar in the shape of a dinosaur. Yeah. All right, I gotta see it. I gotta hey, see hey, it. Hey, hey, hey! You see how you looking? I look the same damn way. I was like, ain't nobody buying that shit. <laughs> well, that was a great show. Uh, Good night, everybody. <laughs> 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 it, it, it's going to happen eventually. It'll be a one-time thing. It'll be a raffle. You know, we'll donate the proceeds to uh, the hospital my wife works at. She works at uh, Valley Children's over here. Hey, guys, we're just going to do a raffle, donate the proceeds to them. It's going to be one or two cigars shaping some dinosaurs because it's different. It's something crazy. Like I said, I am the resident madman for Divine Leaf. Ain't uh, nobody smoking that cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the website, I'm sorry, I'll go back to that. So, because <laughs> he's going to run off on a tangent. He's going to run off a tangent about this damn dinosaur. Say that Can again. you hear me? Now you're good. I said, so, speaking of website, so once you're a member of our club for five months, we have a secret humidor that you have access to. So the secret humidor is gonna have some of our favorite cigars that we smoke in it. And you better this 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 Ralph will get giving away stuff for free. Uh you better pick one of those cigars for free inside the secret humidor. You know, it's gonna be really some some really high class stuff. You know, it might be some Cubans in there. I said might because you know, <laughs> but uh, you know, some stuff mm-hmm. that we smoke and we love to smoke and uh some exclusive stuff from us as well. Uh so definitely, and then we have Another thing we're doing, so our wood guy made a chest, made a treasure chest, and he made a humidor. So it holds 350 cigars. Mm. So we're going to have a raffle. So if you spend $100 or more on our website, you get a, you get a ticket like you Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Because that's <laughs> what I call it. I call him Willy Wonka of the cigar world because he got some strange-ass ideas. So... <laughs> So, you know, you better get your you spend a hundred dollars, you get a ticket. Or you can buy your raffle ticket for ten dollars a ticket, and you'll get the humidor and three hundred cigars inside the chest. It's beautiful too. Nice. I started to just keep it for myself, but I was like, dang, that's so nice. Mm-hmm. So can you guys can you guys think of one or two people that over the years um you you consider maybe uh inspirations or or even mentors you know in in uh in premium cigars you know people that you've taken maybe inspiration from from afar or had an opportunity to talk to and get some advice from in the in the premium cigar world oh well, i know for me uh i started working at cigars uh ltd and the owner micah johnson really amazing guy we get yes. to talking and smoking. And I was like, hey, Micah, you know, I want to get into the game. I, I want to be a part of this, you know, industry. He's like, all right, we'll meet up. We'll talk. I'll show you how I got into it. So you could mm-hmm. avoid the headaches and pitfalls that I had, you know, when I went from off the street to into the cigar world. 
and you can learn from my mistakes. I'll coach you on this. And I was like, you sure that's not like a competition thing? He goes, no, it, it's not. He goes, you're doing something for the cigar industry. You're not taking customers away from me. Why, why wouldn't I mentor you through this? And he, he taught me the in and outs of how to open a lounge, how to get a blend going, taught me some stuff about blending because he has his own line. It's just been a great, great mentor to me throughout my journey of tobacco. Nice. Uh, Orlando, what about you? So any uh, any mentors or ins- inspirations you can think of? Hey, Ralph, you brought a tear to my eye. That was some beautiful shit. <laughs> <laughs> Because what I'm about to say now is not going to be. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Not really. I don't know a lot of people in the industry. Uh, Ralph does because he's in the he in the industry. I just love cigars. You know, and I just started this as a, as a pipe dream, really. Um, I always, you know, my thing is this. If I can see it, I can achieve it. And I'm going to make it happen by any means necessary. Um, I mean, I smoke a lot of great cigars. I've been to Cuba a couple of times. I've been to to uh, Dominican a couple of times and I just kind of imagined in my mind about what I wanted our cigar line to be and the excellence that we want to do because our our slogan is a taste of excellence. So I definitely want it to be an excellent cigar and I want people to love it. Not everybody going to like it. It's not for everybody. I know that. But I mean, I kind of just just went on the grind myself and and just went at it. And that's where we at this point right now. you know, I mean, the cigar industry is a little bit different because not everybody's like Micah. Micah's a good guy. Like, he's a really good dude. And not everybody's like him because the cigar industry, they're kind of selfish. They're kind of in their own lane, and they want to be in that lane. They want you. To, they don't want you to come in their lane. So I told Ralph, when we started this business, we're going to carve our own damn lane out. We're going to be different. And, and like me, for instance, I'm a really – I'm a giver. I'm a sharer. So, you know, just for instance, yesterday I got, a, <laughs> hey, most sometimes information is free. Um, yeah, definitely. Information is free. I definitely, because somebody taught me the information, so I kind of pass it on. Like, for instance, one of my guys, Jay from, from uh, Big Boy Cigars, he called me last night. We had a great conversation for about two hours, and he's new to the industry, and I was just talking to him about his cigar. And he said, I'm going to fly out and hang out with y'all, man. And I said, man, you come on out to my house and hang out. We'll tell you what we really think about your cigar. You might not like it, but <laughs> but oh, you might like it, you know, because these dudes are brutal, man. Our friends, not really friends, I don't think, because they just, they just, they, they terrible, man. But I love them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm willing to share information, man, because I don't think we're in competition at all. All we're doing is growing the industry, you know, because the cigar industry needs to be grown and loved and take care of. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it like, like you, like you got an infant baby, even though it's not infantry, not an infant, but the way they do business is very infantry-like because we're not into the 21st century. We're still in 1979 or 1960 because you look at these websites, you'd be like, man, what the hell is this? And how they do business, you know, we got to be more interactive with our, our customer base, you know, and that kind of thing. So, I mean, that's our, our thing is a little bit different than we handle our customers and you know, and our website and what we do, we're really interactive with our, with our people. I think that's the most important thing because without, without you all, there's no us. Not at all. Not mm-hmm. whatsoever. You know, and I'm really humbled and I'm, 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 I'm amazed. I will tell you this, G, I'm so amazed at the reaction of what people say when they smoke our cigar. I, I mean, 
I, I don't even know what to say sometimes. I was like, thank you. That's all I can really say because it's it's amazing. And I, I never yeah. thought this would happen. I was just making cigars because we were having fun. Yeah. And, and, you know, them coming out to be really good and people love them, it's just a bonus. You know, it's just a bonus for us, you know. And like I tell Ralph all the time, the money don't mean anything to me, really. It's just a means for us to do more cigars. But the impact that we have on people and how we meet people and how we interact with people, that means the world to me. I mean, it means the world to me. I love it. I love people. And if y'all want me to show up somewhere, if you're somewhere cold, I'm not coming in the wintertime. That's not happening. I got <laughs> tropical I got tropical skin. The sun needs to be shining. It needs to be 75 or 80 degrees. I ain't coming. I'm telling you. I told G that, too. G said, come if I get your Minnesota. I said, ain't no way here. I'm coming while it's cold there. Man, you can kill that. <laughs> Only, right. only between uh, only June, July, and August. That's pretty. Yeah, I, I, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there with bells on. But yeah. you talking about when it's cold and snow oh. on the ground? Man, yeah. y'all, y'all kiss my behind on that one. I'm cool. <laughs> so, so can you can you think back to, you know, kind of when when things were first starting to roll and mm-hmm. and the factory was getting going and the blends were coming out and you. You started to tweak the blends, and you got the blends to where you wanted them to get. But kind of in between there, there's always going to be little hurdles and obstacles and things that come along. So can you think of some of the big obstacles that you had to find creative ways to get around when you were first getting going? Yeah, California state taxes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why we incorporated in South Carolina and and our building, our warehouse in South Carolina. Yeah. Because... Man, 65% is ridiculous, man. They need to stop this nonsense, man. Because, you know, you do business in California, we partners. You got more more of the company than I do. And I started it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was the main thing that we were trying to do because we're trying to keep the cigar affordable. We're trying to get the cigar so when it hits the shelf, it's at $10. Because I'm a cigar smoker. If I see a new cigar and it's $15, I ain't smoking it. Because I don't know what it tastes like. I ain't wasting $15 on it. But I will pay $10 for a cigar if it's on the shelf. And our main focus at the beginning was not to be in shops at all. It was never to be retail at all. You know, it was all about our cigar club and what we do. And then people start smoking our cigars and start posting our cigars and shops start calling us. And I told Ralph, I said, man, I ain't got time to be babysitting no shops. <laughs> That's what I told Ralph. And Ralph was like, no, 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 no. Because I'm a little hard headed. And I, I may be a little bit of asshole sometimes. A little. <laughs> <laughs> You're bigger one than me. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, maybe a lot sometimes. So there we go. So, so I, I told him, I said, man, I ain't trying to be dealing with this mess, man. I said because you know we got all certain jobs, we got all certain things that we do. So my job is marketing, blending cigars, making sure our cigars get here. You know. To the, from the factory to us. And I was like, man, I'm not trying to be dealing with these people, man. I said, dude, they, all they do is wine. All cigar the owners do is wine. If you send them a dry cigar, they're going to say, oh, yeah, I had one cigar that was dry. Out of 100? For real? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so, and, you know, actually it's been a great experience dealing with the shop in Virginia, the shop in Houston, uh, McCoy's Fine Cigars, the Burning Leaf in Virginia. They've been really great to us. 
I cannot yeah. say any bad thing to us. They've been great to us. And Regina's my own stopping grounds. I love your town. You know, so so we got a um, we got an invite here, and I'm going to echo this invite. So we got a a group here in Minnesota uh, that's on Facebook. We call it Minnesota Herf Connection (MHC), and uh, we have a big uh, every year. We have a big winter herf and a big summer herf. So I'll be for the summer. You guys, <laughs> you guys got an open invitation. When when we find out when the the uh, summer herf's going to be, we'll let you guys know. Oh, we'll come during the summer. I've been to Minnesota in the summertime. It's beautiful, and yeah. I've been oh, there yeah. in the wintertime. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's no fun here in the winter, but uh, the summers are pretty spectacular. Yeah, I don't know how y'all live that in the in the wintertime, man. I. The older I get, the tougher it gets. My brother and I were talking about this on the long drive home from India- Indianapolis. The long, the older I get, the harder it is to to survive the winters here. Honestly, it's. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, I've been. So 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 y'all both married, right? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Where your wife from? My wife's from here, born and raised. You'll never leave. Where's your wife from? Trust me, I know. I've been, I've been, I've been asking. Uh, for uh, our our twenty five years of being together, my wife and I have been asking to uh, move to Texas, and it's always a big no. The great the greatest state in the in the union. That's where I'm from, Houston, Texas. It's a beautiful yeah. thing. Don't worry about it. You'll never get there. You can go visit though. G, what, uh, G, what about your wife? Yeah, I'm the same story. Oh yeah, you y'all never y'all y'all gonna die old and cold. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> sure, as we're long- gonna be like grumpy old men. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh man! No, nah, but that—I mean, I mean—I think that was the biggest hurdle that we had, just the taxes, and then trying to keep the cigar affordable for our our customer. And uh, shipping is a is a bitch. I'm just telling y'all that now. Shipping from Nicaragua to Miami to South Carolina to, to California exactly. is terrible. Yeah. It's definitely terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. So that that's about the biggest hurdles we have. Um, we got the blends probably down to a science. Uh, the only that thing was we the were, fun part. yeah, that was a fun part. We smoked some bad cigars. I'm gonna tell you that now. We smoked some bad cigars, and well, it was it it was terrible. And that's one of the things you that that you have to do. I mean, so so Garrett and I are watching this uh, uh, just before. We got on the the streamcast here. Garrett and I were watching this this show with this guy who does woodworking projects. And the thing we the thing that I like about this guy is on his channel he shows all his mistakes, so they so that he can so we can learn from him kind of along the way. And that's one of the things that even about making cigars. You got to smoke through a lot of really bad blends before you come up with the ones that you know that that people are going to enjoy. And that that are that are blends that people are gonna are, are gonna like. So that's and and it's fun. It's fun. It's a fun process. You know, sitting down, you you smoke through an inch and a half of a cigar, and you realize, okay, this sucks. So let's move on to <laughs> let's move on to four four B and four C. And we had many of those days, man. It was hilarious. Actually, I was like, man, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> And that, but that's that's part of the fun of it is is just coming up with those blends until you get them right. And, you know, in the in the average 
Well, and majority, I would say 99% of cigar smokers have never had that experience because even the, um, some of the quote unquote bad or unpopular cigars in the humidor are still far and away better than some of those bad test blends that, that come out, you know, so a lot of work and a lot of blending and a lot of things have gone on before they get to those shelves, you know, cause people are investing in this product and they want to put a out put out a good product but i think in my opinion from what i've smoked from you uh you guys have gone above and beyond dj's got a good comment from a customer standpoint the biggest obstacle is keeping them in stock (laughs) hey 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 hey, hey, dj prince you are telling the truth (laughs) let me tell you something that's so that's 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 my job it's the hardest job ever (laughs) Because yeah, I keep telling, oh, we're gonna have a headache regardless starting this business. We can either have good headaches of having too many customers and not enough cigars, or the bad headache of having too many cigars and not enough customers. That's yeah. right. Either way, the headache's coming. Yeah. And, and so I'm a perfectionist, y'all. So I, I try to make sure that everything we do is like A, B, C, D. You know, I'm really that dude. And so it drives me crazy how many cigars, how we run out of cigars. You know, we ordered five to 8,000 cigars. They were going in three weeks. And that and my mind can't fathom that. Like, my mind doesn't, <laughs> doesn't calculate. And I was like, man, what the hell just happened? Like, I was like, what, what, where did they go? You know, mm-hmm. but we have, we have 200 customers in Fresno alone. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. And we said, so our bundle cigars at 20 goes for 145. You can't beat that price nowhere for 20 cigars ever in life. Yeah. And so when they come in, they go out as fast as they come in. So, you know, we're trying to squeeze down on our customers here in Fresno and make them go to the website because the cigars go so fast and we can't keep them in stock fast enough. And then we want to keep the quality of the product the way it is. You know, I don't want to rush our rollers on rolling them and all that stuff. And you get bad, bad product because that gives us a bad reputation. So what I've done is I ordered 10,000 cigars this time. <laughs> there you go. Now, MSRP uh, the same across the board? Say again, I'm sorry. Is the MSRP the same on all your cigars? It depends on what it is. Like the one you're smoking? Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you buy the bundle, we'll, we'll give a, we, we give a mixed sample pack. So it'll go out the same way, the same price, yeah. On the mixed bundles, on the mixed sample pack, you had to go out. We don't sell individual cigars on our website because it's unfair to the vendors that carry us because they can't beat our price. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. That so makes it's sense. unfair to them. You got to take care of your vendors too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah. unfair yeah. to them because they'll sell a cigar for $10 and we can sell it for eight. Yeah. And we're and we still making money. So it's unfair to them that we sell individual cigars. So we know we do the cigar club. So you got different levels of cigar club. You got the $55, you got the $145 for $20, and then you got the executive mm-hmm. club. You got the executive club that we have. You know, it's $200 for, what you say, 30 cigars, Ralph? Is that what you tell me? We're going to do 35 cigars, and they're going to have little personalized stuff from either myself or Orlando. There you go, giving away stuff. <laughs> little, little thank you cards. They're going to be handwritten by us. Which I mean, we got to prepare for those hand cramps when the club starts growing. Yeah. But this way, you know, hey, we 
we did it ourselves, just us two thanking you. Here's this handwritten note in each and every uh, bundle on that 200 mark. Why, why, the, why the computer can't do that? I just signed it. <laughs> we agreed on that handwritten part. Well, you made me agree. It's not like I was like, yeah, okay, Ralph, I want a handwritten it all. Man, see, do y'all see what I'm talking about? You see what I did? We didn't have you guys here to have a Dr. Phil moment. Yeah, I'll play the, <laughs> I'll play the inter I'll play the intermission music while you guys have a lover's quarrel. In the <laughs> <laughs> All right, oh, guys. Man. We're going to move on. Yeah, let's move to our next. We're going to move into our next segment here, guys. So uh, let me pull up my graphics and get all that going here. So it's time for this week's smokabulary word. And smokabulary, mm -hmm. as always, is brought to you by A.J. Fernandez. Born and raised in Cuba, A.J. Fernandez now produces unparalleled premium cigars in Esteli, Nicaragua. The day-to-day -day operations at Tabacalera A.J. Fernandez are managed under the watchful eye of Mr. Fernandez himself, in order to ensure superior quality. The A.J. Fernandez portfolio of premium cigars provides blend, strength, and flavor profiles to match the preferences of any premium cigar consumer. Whether it's New World, Dias de Gloria, San Latano, Enclave, or Bayas Artes, you are sure to be satisfied with a premium cigar from A.J. Fernandez. So this week's smokabulary word is Ometepe. Mmm... So Orlando, Ralph, when I say Ometepe, what what's uh, what does that word mean? Donkey shoe in Spanish. <laughs> that's not true. Don't oh, you? That's oh, not true. Oh, sorry. Well, in my mind, I've heard that before uh, from my blender. Yeah. Uh, um, it's a it's a tobacco that's grown in I want to say in the mountains of Nicaragua. Yeah. And. Um, it's definitely something that's unique because of the ash that comes down from the volcano. And so, yes, I've heard that before. And actually, we use that tobacco in our, in, in, in our cigars. And it's expensive as hell. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll pull a, a picture of it up here. So, so Ometepe is uh, a couple small volcano islands in the middle of Lake Nicaragua. And mm -hmm. the, uh, there's a small growing region there. And it uh, it produces uh, tobaccos with that are really known for kind of a distinct earthy kind of mineral sort of characteristic. Um, the, I, I actually know a few people who absolutely cannot stand Ometepe in any way, shape, or form. They've tried it in blends before, and they don't like it. I I have smoked quite a few blends with Ometepe tobacco in it that I enjoy. I think it I, I think it can balance out really nicely if it's put yes. either in the blend the right way so but but that is this week's vocabulary word ometepe it is some uh, volcanic islands in the middle of lake nicaragua mm -hmm. and matter of fact that bear you smoke it has ometepe in it there you go oh i love it yeah yeah so uh should we go to i think we should we should yeah let's All do right. that it is now time for Numero de los muertos <laughs> oh lord <laughs> All right, guys. Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Oveja Negra Brands. They bring you premium smoking experiences forged from tobacco, time, and talent. Comprised of Black Label Trading Company, Black Works Studio, Dissonant, and Emilio, Oveja Negra Brands provide smokers uncompromising blends renowned for their flavor and lasting impression. Oveja Negra, where art and tobacco collide. 
Join the flock. Visit ovejanegracigars.com to learn more. Hey, man, we're going to have to get a goddamn session on here, man. Y'all got all these sponsors. We're going to get, hey, I want to be the, hey, look, when y'all say our stuff, I want y'all to, I want us to be the first and the last <laughs> because ain't nobody remember nothing that's in between. All they remember is the first sponsor and the last sponsor. I want to be that. That's hey, what I want to be. <laughs> well, we, we can definitely arrange that, Orlando. But you remember what you said a few minutes ago about not giving anything away? Oh, oh, oh. Well, I already, I already know what this is going to cause. It's going to have to give something yeah. away. I already know. Yeah. Open your wallet. I mean, how much you want to, you know, we can talk. Sorry. Hey, hey, I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you like I tell all my friends. I'm a poor black man in America. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, Numero de los Muertos is a game that we play every week, where I come up with a uh, interesting death statistic. I give a number and we play twenty questions uh, between our guests and our viewers and listeners. So, this week's number is. 640 people die from this every year in the U.S. <laughs> that's a bigger number than we've had. In, mm-hmm. in man, that's huge, man. Yeah. 640 people in the U.S. And this one sh- surprised me. Hopefully they syphilis. <laughs> I did that. Yeah, we, we already did that one. As I a, did syphilis. I, what he means is that we did that as we, a category as on the a show. Category. Right. I was about to, I was to I was in the money come back and say, y'all both did it together? <laughs> I think all the family the cats is together, stays together. <laughs> you know? Hey, I hear they got medicine for that, so you better be careful. <laughs> it is not genetic. It's not. <laughs> Um, so to uh, just give everybody uh, a, a first clue, it is not it is not uh, uh, an illness. All right, it's not an illness. What the hell kind of clue is that? Vending machines falling on people. What is it? Vending machines falling on people. Uh no, nope. but I did do that one. That was hey. one of the. I want to say that was like the second that was, one I that did was early on. Yeah, that was early on. Yeah, six hundred and forty. Is it? Are, is it? Are they workplace accidents? Mm-mm. Um, does it involve a a vehicle or some mode of transportation? It does not. Hey, you could ask all them kind of clues. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. You this guys is, ask okay. whatever. whatever all right. Does it? Does it involve women? Uh, I mean, it can. It can. It can. Here's the interesting part. Um, women are uh, 60% of the statistic. Oh. 40%. Well, that means that. Also, but that's misleading because, well, for me, um, I thought it was going to be the other way. Oh, that might be driving because women can't drive to save their life. Okay. Um, it does not only happen in It is not crosswalking. It is not seizures. It is not cheating on a spouse. Um, it is not sex. I did do sex uh, a couple months ago. I hope so. I hope you do it often. Mm-hmm. You are married. So I hope you do it often. Um, mm. It is not abuse of substances. Okay. 
Hmm. Um, skydiving. Sky How about skydiving? Let's try that one. It is not skydiving. Not skydiving. Okay. Ralph, what did you say? Is it water related? Oh, that's a good question, and it is not. This <laughs> 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 has a good question, but it is not. Is it? Okay. Uh, is it a sporting activity? It is not. Is it something that you do in your everyday life? Mm-mm. No. No. It is not choking on food. Self-inflicted is uh, n- no. Not so self-inflicted. I'm going to put this in the accident category. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely the accident category. Okay. 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 Um, what about slipping and falling? No. Uh, well, here's... So, chandeliers, like... Sometimes they fall on people. Uh, chandeliers do fall, but it is not chandeliers. So, Orlando, you're kind of getting close in your last uh, slip uh, and slipping fall. and falling. Yeah. Okay. Quentin, again, that is uh, starting to get into our realm. What did Quentin say? I didn't see. I didn't see what Quentin said. I don't oh, get to see. He said, "Falling off a building." Hey, so, people don't fall off buildings; so they just jump. So, <laughs> uh, it is not being run over by your own car. <laughs> that takes skill to get run over by your own car. That takes skill. So, here's here is the big clue. Okay, here's the big clue. It happens the week after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Oh, Black Friday being trampled. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one. No. Dang it! Thanksgiving. Oh. Is it is it, uh, is, is it uh, when you're cutting down a Christmas tree? No, no. All right, you're getting there. What about Christmas lights being on fire? Your house catching on fire? I'm going to give Christmas it to lights. you. It is Christmas lights. Uh, I am a damn genius. <laughs> Such a chocolate in the building. Christmas Such lights. Such a chocolate. <laughs> 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 I've been the children of our future. Clap <laughs> for the band, damn it! That boy good. That boy good. That boy good. That boy good. Yeah, good and terrible. <laughs> oh. I got to go back and watch that movie now. I know. Uh, hey, hey, Ralph, you're welcome for me being smart. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's so it's it's Christmas lights. It's so Christmas what specifically? Lights. Both indoor and outdoor Christmas lights. Um, it's it on fire. Is uh, it's either falling off the roof, <laughs> putting yeah. up Christmas lights. Um, it's being electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Christmas lights. <laughs> a lot of a lot yeah, of people. trees starting on fire from oh, Christmas yeah. lights. Yeah. Um, so Christmas lights uh, are responsible for 640 deaths a year. That's why I don't celebrate Christmas. I can't die that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Q, you were on track, my friend. Yeah, Q was on uh, track, but Orlando. Hey, 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 hey Q. Q, you don't get no cigar for that one. <laughs> I won. <laughs> And that's the big LQ. Numero de los muertos. That was a good one. That was yeah. a really good one. I like that. Sexual child. All right, guys. We got 
We got a lightning round of questions, not cigar related. Uh, oh, hell. I'm going to start with you. Uh-oh. If you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Oh, man. Uh, Warren Buffett. Woo! Love it. Great answer. That is such a good answer. Great answer. And the, and the reason why? Because it's mine. I want to know what he's thinking. Like, I want to know the next financial move so I can be rich. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, no, I'm sorry. I don't want to be rich. I want to be wealthy. I'm sorry. It's a yeah, difference. Yeah. Uh, Ralph, what yeah. about you? He's going to say something strange, say, y'all. Uh, well, it might be strange to some people. For me, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, James Mattis. General in the Marine Corps, was Secretary yeah. of Defense for a while. I love the guy it. Guys called Warrior Monk for a reason. He, when he would deploy, he would travel with a personal library of like a thousand books with him. I would love just to hear what's going on his thoughts. To be a master tactician, and a lot of guys in the Marine Corps, at least when I was in the Marine Corps, we we're like, this dude is the second coming of Chesty Puller. Like, man, if I could just get in there, Chesty Puller, man, nobody know who that is. Explain to the people who the hell that is. <laughs> Well, Chesty Fuller is the most decorated Marine Corps, the Marines Marine Marine Corps in all of history. Five Navy crosses. Yep. The guy went from E1 private all the way up to general. And Thank Madison you so much. Is the second coming of Chesty. He's done a lot of great things for the Marine Corps. And, you know, he was a good Secretary of Defense while he was there. I would just love to get in that mindset and see what's going on in that brain. Yeah. Before you ask the next question, I'm going to give you a background on Ralph. Ralph was in special forces. He could kill a dude with his hands. So guess what? If we come to an event and y'all got beef, I'm going to sick Ralph on y'all. There you <laughs> go. Well, and honestly, we, we do thank you for your service, Ralph. Yeah, amen to that. appreciate the support. Thank you. Yeah. All right, next question. Orlando, you first. If you were about to get into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Oh, definitely. Many men. Was death upon me? I got that fifty cent going on. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I th- I would have taken you for an old guy, like uh, like some DMX or no, nah, no, nah, man. I gotta have that fifty in my life, man. You know, I I, I can hear it playing in my head right now, and it's gonna it's gonna be a problem because yeah, I'm gonna stick Ralph on you. <laughs> I'm gonna right. distract you. I'm gonna act like I'm gonna be fighting. I'm like, yo, what's up? What's up? What's up? And Ralph gonna come behind you, go. <gasps> And you're going to stop breathing. It's going to be over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm too, I'm too pretty to fight. Go ahead, Ralph. <laughs> Same question. Uh, if you were about to get uh, into a fight, what would your soundtrack music be? Uh, or Fortuna by uh, Carl. Uh, oh, I forget his last name, but that is just an epic song in its own right. Right. Ralph, there. Ralph, what is this bullshit? You talk? Who the fuck is that? Hey, I can listen to classical music. Bro, ain't nobody fighting to no damn classical music, Ralph. Oh, you you haven't heard that music. You haven't that yeah. that music is perfect fight music. That's it really that's is. music from Excalibur. Hey, hey, it's Ooh. not in Fight Club. <laughs> oh, YouTube, oh Fortuna. When we done with this, and you welcome. Yeah, yep. <laughs> that is that is that is good fight music. All right, so All next, right. Ralph, you're going first on this one. All right. If you could hit a home or uh, choose choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. Or you could score a hockey goal as the goalie or a soccer goal as the goalie. Hockey goal is the goalie. All right. That's, a- That's my gym. 
I mean, when I was on the reservation, we grew up with hockey. It was a beautiful sport. Uh, even when we moved to California, I was a big Fresno Falcons fan. When they were the Falcons, they're now the mm-hmm. Monsters. I get stationed in San Diego. The San Diego Gulls were our big rivals. I'd be the only guy in that stadium repping the Falcons gear. I just love hockey. You're the only idiot I know that like hockey. Come on, man. Stop that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only thing you know. (laughs) That's true. The only people that like hockey is with hockey teams in their city. That's it. (laughs) You're probably not wrong. All right, Orlando, same question. All right, give it to me again because I was too busy. I was waiting for what Ralph said because I was. So you got to choose choose one of the following. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You mm-hmm. could score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a, a hockey goal as the goalie, or you could score a soccer goal as the goalie. Uh, soccer is not a sport. Uh, it's rec. <laughs> it's oh. recreation. Oh. It's definitely recreation. Um, <laughs> hockey mm, is it. I don't know if it's a sport either. Oh, I would rather be. Hey, hey, look here. They only got like three brothers playing hockey, God dog. Did you tell me that now? It's only like three brothers playing hockey, and they ain't from America, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, watching, up in- I'm watching the customers just drop out. <laughs> hey, hey, y'all, you look, look, y'all, hey, go ahead and say it, Ralph. The views. <laughs> the views. I, I'm not saying anything here. <laughs> so, look. I want to be a defense. I played football at University of Texas. I want to be a defensive lineman so I could be, do the big nasty dance when I score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Rub my stomach and yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> do that that BJ Raji dance. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I remember the Raji dance. All right. Yep. Well, if uh, Orlando, if you could bring back one fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Man, you know what? I'm gonna tell you this. Ralph has hair, and I am jealous. <laughs> I, I am bald headed under this hat. If I could bring back flat tops and shags, I'm doing it. I'm definitely doing it. Kid and you know. play style. Yes, kid and play style, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. I love it. I had that hair. I had that mm-hmm. hair. The white boy. I, I had that hair. I used to have that hair too. Long time ago. <laughs> Long, long, long time ago. <laughs> All right, Ralph, if you could bring back one fashion trend from the past, what would it be? Well, Ralph is still in the past. With, with, I was going to go with hair because I love long hair. Uh, you know, like I said, I grew up. It was normal to have long hair on dudes. Since that's already been said, I would probably say lighter colors, more flamboyant colors on, on dudes. Like, Oh, makes fun of me all the damn time because <laughs> this, this is probably the darkest shirt I wear. I got a lot of pink, a lot of sea foam, some oh, yeah. What the hell is sea foam? What did I tell you about saying that in public? <laughs> hey, see, I look good in sea foam. <laughs> no, you do not. You do not hey. look good in sea foam. Sea foam is not a color. That's made up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, oh my I got married, the wife would tease me all the time that gray is not a color because that's all I wore is gray slacks <laughs> and gray polos. So I said, okay. No, I'm no, not polo. Guys. Don't say Ralph Lawrence because you do not wear Ralph Lawrence. Stop it. You wearing <laughs> Target brand. Stop that. <laughs> hey, if it was you misrepresent, you misrepresent what you wear. You hey, let me tell y'all something. Hey. Ralph will shop at Walmart, Target, and 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 the flea market. I told him, I said, dude, I'm going to teach you how to dress. You're terrible. 
<laughs> and I had to tell him, look, if we want this money for the business, I got to cut corners somewhere. <laughs> so that's what I did. And, and it should not that, be on fashion. I, I was shopping Joseph A. Bank, Brooks Brothers, Banana Republic. Those are my stores. I know what we got. I know what we got to get. We got to get Ralph an outfit that looks like the old, old nineteen ninety color me bad with the cardigan and the baggy pants. And he'll wear that like it's like it's classic. And neon colors. Yep. We oh got yeah. That. And oh, a pair yeah. of and purple and, and orange pair. Jordans. Ooh, man, no, that no, is the no. best Jordans. Jordans, ever. Jordans are too expensive. You got to get a pair of BKs or Keds. <laughs> What about LA Gear? We go back in time when that was still a company. Hypercolor. Hey, you two. Hey, hey, you two. We're going to stop the interview with y'all because y'all encouraging that nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and he already he already wear arthritic shoes <laughs> with straps on them. He got, he got Velcro shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Hey, man, I'm an old man, okay? You know, when I was in the barracks, guys would call me Rice Krispie Treats because I snap, crackle, and pop in the morning. <laughs> I ain't got time to put laces on. <laughs> All right, next question. Orlando, you go first this time. Okay, who, I'm ready. Who was your childhood or teenage celebrity crush? Ooh. Ooh, man. All right, so... I'm gonna do it like group wise. SWV, all of them. Oh. In Vogue, all mm -hmm. of them. <laughs> all of them. Every last one of them. Every last one of them. Yep, that's it. Yep. Love it. What about you? What about you, Ralph? All right. Hump, Humpty Dumpty or somebody? <laughs> okay. As weird as it sounds, there's here rhyme and reason to it. Uh oh, here you go, y'all. Lansbury. I, I gotta did go. You, I did, gotta go. Did, I'll see. You. Bye. Did you say Angela Lansbury? Yes. That old did lady. You, look, man. Here's the thing. As a kid, I'd stay up. I watch those Dick and Night reruns. Hey, of hey, 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 Ralph. Ralph, be quiet. Angela <laughs> Lansbury. That yes, lady's man. old enough. To, she dead. She old enough. To, you gonna Ralph. dig her up? Ralph just went full murder. She wrote on us. I oh mean, my that, goodness! See, now now y'all see what I deal with right now. Y'all see what I deal with on a daily basis. All right, follow up question, Ralph. How many people do you have in your freezer? <laughs> like whole people or just parts of people? <laughs> that was a great question, G. That was hilarious. <laughs> Hey Ted Bundy! Hey Ted Bundy's his distant cousin. Don't worry about it. He's good. <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. Oh. All right, last uh, last question, Ralph. You go first this time. If you could add any person, any person's face to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Oh, I'm an egomaniac, so it'd be my own. Wow! Wow! Oh. Hey, y'all set yourself up for that one. Are I already sure? knew what the answer was. You sure it wouldn't be Angela Lansbury? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of the gold girls? I don't know. Blanche. Oh, B. Arthur, man. She's a pretty lady. <laughs> oh, that's an attractive woman. Hey, y'all need to quit. Stop it. Just stop it. Oh. Oh. All right. How about you, Orlando? Who would you put okay, on? I 
Oh, okay, I got two. I'm going to put Tupac up there and Biggie. There you go. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I do, too. Two of the greatest rappers that ever lived. Yeah, by far. Mm. All right, so um, we're going to talk about our notable smokable of the week. Uh, guys, each week <clears throat> we bring up a cigar that we had recently that uh, – that we thought was interesting. It could be something brand new to the market, or it could be something that's been on the market forever uh, that we just smoked for the first time in, in, in a long time. So uh, can you guys think of something that you smoked recently that, uh, that you hadn't tried maybe in a while or something brand new that you tried that, that really kind of caught your interest? For me, it was earlier today that CAO vision, the 2020 edition, mm-hmm. I came in the shop, start my shift, like, hey, we got this with our most recent order. Give it a try. Smoke it. So this way you know what's going on when a customer's ask. Godspeed. Damn, that was a good cigar. Oh, yeah? The original yeah. run was really good, too. I have yet to have the new release, but I'm hearing good things. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I know. I, I knew it was coming out, so I'm glad it's starting to hit stores now. And they're doing that box that... Um, yeah, the light box. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Orlando, what about you? Anything, anything interesting you smoked recently? So I, I smoke a lot of different things. I think the Tawate, Tawate, uh, uh, the Frankenstein, Ralph gave me a bunch of them and I kind of just left them. I kind of just left them in my humidor and I smoked a couple of them yesterday and they were really excellent. You know, they make really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. And the bride, the bride too is really good too as well. Yeah. Those, oh, those yeah. guys. I mean, love the bride. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about you, Garrett? Well, I have an interesting story with mine. So I smoked the Illusione gold. Okay. And um, it was fantastic. And I started looking up the, the blend and I saw that the blend said 98 Creole and 99 uh, Corojo. And, you know, I was thinking, what, what does that mean? And so I reached out to our buddy, Hector Alfonso Jr. Senior. Senior. And was like, what does it mean when it's, you know, when it says this 98 and this 99? And uh, he schooled me. And we got into this great conversation about that was the year that these blends became stable. Or the, the seed of that tobacco became stable. It was a hybrid uh, that Criollo in 98 and the Corojo in 99. Yep. And um, so a little education piece there. And that cigar is fantastic. It's a, it's a great cigar. Nice. Yeah. Illusione is good stuff. Uh, so for me, um, again, I was in Indianapolis over the weekend and um, my man Zane from blind man's puff uh, lives nearby there. And, so Saturday morning, we met up at uh, a cigar box in uh, one of the suburbs there and sat down, picked out a couple cigars and, and caught up after a couple of years. We haven't seen each other. And I grabbed one that I hadn't smoked in, in a few years, the, uh, the A.J. Fernandez uh, New World Connecticut. And uh, I just forgot how much I really enjoy that cigar. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those Connecticut's that, that has some balls to it. But it's still really balanced and has a ton of flavor. So um, really enjoyed that one. And great catching up with Zane after a couple of years not not talking, uh, not being able to see him at the trade show. So, uh, yeah, that was my notable smokable of the week. Cool. 
Um, so just to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some stuff we have coming up soon, um, next week's guest is uh, to be announced. We're working on final scheduling details, but we'll have that out to you very soon. Uh, the following week on December 8th, we're going to talk to none other than Master Sensei himself, Eric Gatormson from Cigar Dojo. And then the following week on December 15th, we're going to talk to Danny Vasquez about the amazing, awesome relaunch of The Voyage. Uh, very oh. excited to hear about that story. You know, he uh, um, kind of went uh, went a separate way for a little while and working with Roma Craft Cigars. And then uh, when, uh, when he left Roma Craft, I had a feeling something big was coming for him. And sure enough, he posts on Facebook, posts on social media that The Voyage is relaunching. So we're really excited for him and excited to hear about this story and uh, kind of see where things are going for uh for the voyage um so uh orlando and ralph guys give us that final idea where's the best place for our viewers and listeners to get all the latest and greatest info about you guys well uh we have our um uh, instagram uh divine leaf cigars and uh you can join you can you can friend me on facebook orlando g and you can join our group huh what you you say with two, with two E's, e's. yes. Yeah. Orlando G with two E's. And uh, you can join our club, the Cigar Horror Club. Uh, we'll be dropping um, some exclusive stuff on our Cigar Horror Club page. Uh, we have an ad coming out for the uh, uh, Cigar Club. And then the, the divineleaf.com will be up on December 20th. And uh, the first 100 people get free ashtrays because Ralph giving away shit again. Um, <laughs> And he might give away some more stuff because Ralph give away. And you can get our gear, too. If y'all see this hat I got on, it's called Divine Leaf, and it says The Taste of Excellence. Nice. Uh, we, ha- we have gear, T-shirts coming out. Um, yeah, man, we're we, we really rocking this thing right now. We're going to have a great time. And then uh, we're doing an event in North Carolina uh, and in June. Uh, we'll be in Houston at uh, McCoy's Fine Cigars. They'll have their exclusive vendor for us and the Burning Leaf. We'll have our product, too, uh, in Virginia. And anybody else want to carry us, hit us up, and we'll make it happen. Awesome. Well, Orlando, Ralph, we want to thank you so much for your time tonight. Yeah. For, uh, uh, well, thank you for having us. Oh, my, it's, it's our pleasure. Absolutely. Uh, you guys are doing a great thing, and um, it's a great product. Uh, for viewers and listeners, please check them out we wouldn't advocate for them if we didn't believe in the product and the people behind it. So, uh, thanks again, guys. Hey man. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate you, man. Hey, we family. Like I told you, man, Hey, anything y'all need from us, you let us know. And we're there as long as it's not cold. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm okay with the cold to a degree. So I might come out solo. All right. All right, Ralph, you're welcome. I'm not coming. No, (laughs) If all it's right. snow on the ground, I won't be there. Y'all have a great night. Hey, like I say all the time, if you got them, light them up and enjoy life, people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, and, and you guys and everybody listening and watching, have a great Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, oh, definitely. Thank man. you. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful Thanksgiving and a great holiday season. Absolutely. Um, and Orlando and Ralph, after we close out the show, stay on the studio. We want to talk a little bit more just for a couple minutes. 
Okay. Sure thing. No problem. So uh, all our viewers and listeners, thank you again so much for hanging with us on Facebook and YouTube. If you're listening on the audio podcast after the fact, thank you again for listening to us. Uh, take just a second. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. If you're on YouTube, make sure to hit the notification bell so you never miss when we go live. You can do the same thing on Facebook. Uh, as always, if you guys have questions for Garrett or I, or I, you can email us directly from the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Make sure to follow us on social media, at HBT Cigar. And until we see you next time, burn cigars, not bridges. See you guys. Thanks, everybody.